It is time for another Amateurs Fantasy Sports Podcast. Hello and welcome to the second best NRL Fantasy Amateurs preseason podcast episode. Boys, it's Mark here with Ryan and irregular Rob, as usual. And today we're going to discuss the mighty Cowboys juggernaut. Made it to the prelims. Hopefully it can go one step further or two steps further, really, in uh, 2023, Ryan. Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, how do you rate the Cowboys' performance against the Eels in the prelim final? Because for me, it was like a negative 6. Um, it was about a 9 for the first 60 minutes. Um, yeah. After that, it, it wasn't great. So I'm, I'm still maintaining that... that that pass was forward, but, you know, we, we digress. Um, yeah. Oh, it was definitely forward, mate, but you can't make excuses. You, if if you're within one score, you don't deserve to win. Mm, no, they, they should have won that game, but hopefully they can uh, go one better this year. Yeah. I mean, they're looking fairly similar uh, this year, Rob. Uh, I feel like, we you know, you should just – yeah, you know, give up on being a Warriors fan and just be a Cowboys fan. I think you'd have a lot better time. What do you think? It would be a lot more fun. It's a lot. It's going to be a lot more fun discussing this than the Warriors last time. You can tell because yeah. we spoke about the Warriors for about ten minutes, and then we spoke about jerseys and the Titans for the other thirty. So, yeah. <laughs> well, um, you know, that's it's it's what the people want. But uh, boys, fantasy wise, the Cowboys not. A huge amount happening here, but we'll roll through it. Scotty Drinkwater, massive breakout season at fullback last year. Uh, not anyone that we're looking at investing in at this stage uh, at that price. Uh, same goes for Kyle Felt and Murray Talungi on the wings. Murray Talungi, one that everybody in the fantasy community missed or most of us did last year, massively increasing in price. Uh, Peter Heku, he's, you know, sort of, uh, you get what you're paying for. Valentine Holmes will be a potential gun later on again, uh, but not somebody at a 43 at 620K that we want to be investing in. Um, it's, it's you know, and that's all as per program. Obviously, the hammer's gone. Um, one to keep an eye on, boys. Do you know anything about Tom Chester? Um, just his... Debut last year. I remember he, uh, he didn't he come off the bench, um, play a bit of fullback last year. He looked all right then, but other than that, I don't know a whole lot. Yeah, so Tom Chester is probably the reason why they were comfortable letting Hammer go. Uh, he's a fullback come 5 uh who has also been training in the centres in the preseason just in case there's injuries and that sort of stuff. So he's the first up uh, sort of option if – if there was to be something happen to one of the outside backs. Uh, so he's more one to keep an eye on, but I think Jack Granville obviously be in that 14 Jersey, but he's the, he's the potential cash cow in this Cowboys team as in terms of outside backs, if, if something was to happen, but they're as per program Cowboys and, and same goes for the halves with Tommy Dearden and uncle Chad, uh, the man with the best haircut in rugby league. Uh, moving to something fantasy relevant, Rob, there seems to be a little bit of traction around Reese Robson. I don't really understand it, but I mean, there was some discussion that was happening in the group chat the other day about Reese Robson. No, I uh, think the, he... the chat about Reese Robson was just simply his try scoring record. 
um, which he's done. He's got over thirty percent try scoring record for three years in a row, which I think is remarkable. But I, I'm not convinced he's got like he, he, he's, he'll be a keeper. He'll be one of the maybe top two or three hookers this year. Is that mm. a hot take? But um, no. But uh, but I think he's priced at basically what he's going to score. Um, roughly, roughly, he might have a couple of points of value. But we were just yeah. discussing that as opposed to. Uh, someone like Cheese, who you th- who you think you know has this perception that he scores a lot of tries, but actually Reese Robson has been scoring more tries more consistently. So I, I mean, the yeah. argument here regarding Robson is from round fourteen onwards, Robson played eighty minutes, uh, and between round eight and the end of the season, including the finals games, he only missed seven minutes. So. Um, the big point is previous to that, in the first seven rounds, he actually only played the full 80 once. So mm-hmm. if you're looking at Robson and going, okay, what is his role? If his role is an 80-minute player in this quality Cowboys team, there is some potential value there because his average when he plays the 80 or more is 58.5 and he's currently priced at, was it 54? So theoretically, if you were looking for a gun in the hooker position, he's probably the one that I would take if that's what I was looking to do. Ryan, what do you think about that? Mate, I like that we started this with, uh, you know, you saying, I don't understand Reese Robson to, uh, you know, you're trying to sell us to start with Reese Robson. I like it. Um, I, I, I mean, I can see it. Like he, he obviously um, comes at a little bit of a discount given that he was playing a lot of um, you know, sub 70 minute, uh, 60 minute games to begin the year. And as the year progressed, he really moved into the 80 minute role. And I think that's how Todd Payton sees him. And I think he's earned that role. Um, it, yeah, it's it's interesting because he's, he's definitely going to be a keeper. And I, I think you're right. I think there is, uh, you know, about three to four points of value here. It's just, is that enough? Um, right, to, well, the other thing I want to flag with you, Ryan, is, is for overall players while we're here now. The mm-hmm. North Queensland Cowboys have their first buy in round 15. And he probably so, won't be playing Origin. And he's not going to play Origin. Uh, they have buys in round 15 and 19. Um, so he actually will play the first two major buy rounds is the first tick. Doesn't play the third major buy round. Uh, but then... Doesn't play in the fantasy, I guess you'd call that the first week of finals for head-to-head. But, I mean, Robson is somebody there who could absolutely be a massive – he's he's really a pod, isn't he? What, what What's his ownership? Yeah, he's five uh, 5% at the moment. Oh, I might be talking myself into Robson here, boys. Yeah, <laughs> plays play, no early buy, plays the first and second major buy round, has an innocuous round 15 buy, which is, you know, sort of ideal. It's in the middle of nowhere. That's sort of what, exactly what you want. Uh, he's an elite scorer. You can keep him or you can trade him to somebody else if you don't want to hold him through the round 19 and 23 buys. Man, I'm, can I can I afford race rubs? But come on, guys. Talk, help me out here. I'm really. I, mean, I think if you're paying if you're paying for a premium hooker, then he's the one to get. Look, that's the question, isn't it? It's yeah. that with these people like Boyd and um, maybe Cheese or Aaron Clark, if you want them. Um, but yeah, he's elite. He's excellent. Well, I mean, you you look at this right. If we've got question marks over Aaron Clark. Cheese is really high ownership, and I mean, 
in another time we might be having a discussion about whether he's a trap or not, but I don't think we're going to uh, in a later episode. But, yeah, man, that's I'm going to have to rethink this one because I was just overlooking him. But, yeah, we got him projected 40, 54 to 58, which is value even just a starting point there. But, mm-hmm. I mean, there's, you know, he's he was really, really good last year. But, I mean, this Cowboys team should be a lot of the same. He scores tries. He, you know, he's got a solid base, 52.1 in just in base. Um, but his attack far outweighs his negatives. Oh, man. Get yeah. me excited, boys. Priced at 55. Hmm. 54. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. No. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, he's an interesting one. Very interesting. And, and yeah, I think if I was to get a gun hooker, I don't think I will. But if I was to get one, I think it's I think it might be Robson. Um, hmm. But we'll, uh, we'll table that for future discussions, boys, and we'll, maybe we'll come back on the pod cast and discuss him uh the man now now the forward pack the balance of the forward pack is made interesting by the fact that we've got no helam lukey for at least the four first four rounds uh, but you know maybe six but i actually have some other thoughts around that but then also uh luciano lilua stood down until at least i believe it's round 10 uh, and looking at the cowboys they have one of the softest draws to start um there's a couple of teams that they play who theoretically are supposed to be good. But, I mean, let me just give you – so the Raiders, who are sort of uh, fighting for the eight side, Broncos, same. And they get the Warriors, Titans, Bulldogs, who are fighting for the eight, Dolphins, who are, you know, in the bottom, not in the top eight, I don't think. Warriors again, Knights, and before they hit the Sharks. So – and then even the Sharks, Roosters – but then they go to Dragons, Tigers, you know, and then the Eels in the major buy when they're missing RCG and Paulo probably. It's it's a great it's – a, it's a ripper schedule. So my thought is that they may not rush Helam Lukey back. And if this Cowboys team's winning, they may just say to him, you know, mate, put your feet up for a couple of extra weeks. So it brings into the conversation what this forward pack's going to look like. Um, I originally had some thoughts that Dunn was going to come off the bench with Ruben Cotter uh, actually starting the game on the edge, which would be fun. And we'll discuss Ruben Cotter. The best part of that would be that he would pick up Jewel, which would be massive. But, yeah, play sort of the 20 minutes on the edge and then have somebody come off the bench. But the more I think about it, the more I think that that player that comes off the bench for 60 minutes is going to be Jack Kaczewski. Uh Now, Rob, I know you are the leader of the Rob uh, of the Jack Kaczewski fan club. Go on. <laughs> uh, what are your thoughts? If he was to come off the edge and you knew he was going to play 55 to 60 minutes, 264K, 18 break even, is he somebody that you would have a look at for your emergencies? I just think you'd have to at that price. I think we're looking for these kind of starting sub 300 guys aren't we for our emergencies um and there seems to be not that many fords in that so far they might some might come come through but um certainly if he got an edge spot and then became a jewel it would be very helpful i think he's garbage like don't get me wrong like kachewski is one of the worst players to watch football wise um but did we just lose Rob right when he was about to start talking about oh. Jack Kaczewski? <laughs> oh, no, the fan club. They've, they've just whacked him. They're, They're waiting with just... bated breath. You know what I reckon that was? <laughs> I reckon that was the Illuminati 
shutting <laughs> shutting us down because they know Jack Kaczewski's the real thing. <laughs> oh man, that was Tom Payton just with the was, uh, with, that, with the scissors. The, free, the Freemasons dropped in and pulled him off the air right when he was about to give people the good oil on Jack Kaczewski. <laughs> I'll take it over and we'll wait until he comes back. Um, so having a look at Kaczewski, he's got six edge games where he plays at least 30 minutes uh, in which he averages 51.2 in 56 minutes. Uh, he it would be expecting to get about that many minutes and he's priced at 20. At, what is he? Priced at 18. So a 31 average in 56 minutes would do 13 points of value and more than enough cash. So I wonder if maybe if the Cowboys are going well, if he might just hang on to that job for a little while and, and he could be someone that's really interesting. Um, but, Ryan, one player I was talking to you about off the air while we were waiting for uh, Irregular Rob to get his audio sorted was this other guy, Taniela Sajuruku, uh, who is a center, but uh, more like in the Mike Acevo mold of an outside back than um, than the, you know, than the Brennan Elliott mold. And he's uh, been listed as a second rower on the Cowboys website, has allegedly been training on that edge. Uh, and he averaged in the mid-40s at centre in reserve grade last year. So, I mean, how good would it be if, if this was the guy that ended up coming through? Oh, it'd be nice, wouldn't it? Um, <laughs> I don't know if we'll get it straight away, but... Uh... Yeah, no, it'll it'd be it'd be nice to uh, to get a decent forward cash cow for a change. Mm. It's actually fifty three point one is his average in reserve grade last year. Oh, I see. In a, in eighty minutes, yeah. So fifty three point one in eighty minutes, and that's at center as well, which is just absolutely massive. There's a huge amount of attacking stats there. Uh, Four point five tackle busts and over three offloads per game. Wow! So that's huge. I need to go. I need to go get some highlights of this bloke. Um, but, if, I mean, if he's on the edge, that's just going to be an absolute fill-up for us fantasy-wise. Um, so, yeah, we'll definitely keep an eye on him. Um, obviously, Nanai is going to occupy that other edge uh, with some combination of Cohen Hess, Tomololo, who's not fantasy-relevant, and we're not going to make any attempt to make him fantasy-relevant. Uh, Jordan McLean, Tamu, and, and Griffin Neem playing in the middle forwards there. And, Rob, do we have you back now, mate? No. No, no we don't. <laughs> irregular Rob. No. He's if he's not being irregular on his ability to turn up to the podcast, he's being irregular on his audio quality, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, uh I really want to discuss Ruben Cotter with Rob because he's absolutely fizzing and he and he loves him too. So wh- why don't you talk to me about your thoughts about Ruben Cotter, Ryan, and we'll we'll see if we can't plug Robert at the end to uh, to give us the last little bit of juice? Um, Cotter's, I don't know. I feel like I'm uh, a little bit, compared to everyone else who seems to be on the Cotter hype wagon, or at least when I say everyone else, maybe I'm just talking about you and Belent. Um, to me, he sort of, I don't know, I, I, I've sort of got him in the same basket as Reese Robson, where like I think there's a little bit of value there, but is it enough to entice me in? Um, obviously, for an overall player like we spoke about, no early round buys, but Cotter, you'd assume, is going to be playing Origin. Um, 
yeah, it's just the minutes, I suppose. Like, how many minutes is he actually going to get? Because to me, he seems like a 0.9 PPM type of guy. So if he's playing 60, he's probably going to average about 55. Um, I know you've sort of spoken he could be playing on an edge, um, which not the whole you know, time, probably... just for 20 minutes or something. Yeah, yeah, but like, like something like that. If it if it means increased minutes, it might you know get me um, get me involved. But I, I I think right now we don't really have evidence of that i think it's more mm. speculation so um yeah i don't know my, my jets are a little bit cooled like i, I definitely he's fun to watch so, i mean I, I definitely wouldn't be opposed to having him in my team but he's not someone i'm rushing out to have in my starting you know side as well like he's not someone i feel like i need to have yeah i guess the thing for me looking at the looking at Cotter, he's Games where he played at least 50 minutes, and you have to imagine that that's his role barring injuries and, um, you know, resting through the origin period. Uh, that's a 62-minute average. So I think we're fairly comfortable. Are you fairly comfortable that he's going to be around that 60-minute average? Yeah, I'd say so. Um, his average in those games is 58.7, and he's priced at 52 or something like that. So I think that's where everybody's getting a little bit excited. Yeah, 51. Oh. Hmm. So, does that in, does that include previous years? No, or? that's just twenty twenty two. Yeah, well, I'm looking at his his like over fifty minutes start. See, and I've got him sixty minutes for fifty four point five. I guess are you just looking at his starts, like not his interchange games where he no, played no, like sixty minutes? A couple of games off the interchange as well. Hmm, okay. At least at least fifty minutes. It's the two finals games are included where he got eighty six uh, and eighty seven right. respectively. But That'd I mean that's event. part of his that's part of his sample size as well, isn't it? And it's actually the uh, most recent data that we have as well. Yeah, no fair. I, I guess you know finals footy is is a little bit different. Um, you know, like I remember people were hyping up Victor Radley a couple of years ago based on him going really well in the finals, and then when it came to regular season, it, it wasn't that he was back to regular season Radley, regular Radley. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, I don't know how to weight finals footy because it is a different kind of football. It's usually a little bit more up tempo and intense compared to regular season, but I think it's fair to include it to some extent yeah i i mean i normally do only because uh, it means that there's um i i like to i like to include it because it just increases the sample size is is why mm. why i sort of try to do it but i can definitely understand that it's what i don't include state of origin for that reason uh and if you yeah. look at cotter he made 60 tackles in the cowboys game Mm-hmm. but uh, he made 63 in round 12. So, like, I look at that and I go, okay, that's part of his, uh, you know, that's within his range. Like, it's like the Nico Hines, you know, the Nico Hines game where he's playing that, you know, hybrid fullback, uh, halfback role where he scored 132 points last year even on the new scoring. Um, but yeah. all of the stats that he put up in that game were not the highest range of any of those stats. Like, you know, it was 150 running meters or 180 running meters and 350 kick meters or whatever, which he could do in a game in the halves. So, you know, I look at that and I and I don't want to remove it from the sample size for that reason. I mean, mm. doing it together is obviously specific, but this is just a game that he's managed to do that in. He pumped out 83 minutes 60 tackles and 180 metres. That's, you know, something that's in his range of outcomes. And 
you know, there's other games here where he didn't, where he was 24 tackles and 180 meters, or 48 tackles and 100 meters. But you know, he always seems to find a way to get those points out. Uh, I mean, he scored more than 40 in every game, aside from one against the Titans, where the Cowboys were obviously just giving him a bath, uh, and he played 56 minutes for 34. But definitely an interesting one. <sighs> yeah, I, he's been in my team fairly consistently for a while. But, I mean, if you're choosing between him and Cotter, then uh, between him and Robson, I mean, or something like that, you might have to just use the, you know, the fact that Cotter plays Origin and he doesn't as a tiebreaker even maybe. Yeah, potentially. I guess with um, Cotter, like, you know, he's going to, like, even if we think his average is going to be around, like, most weeks, 55 to 60 minutes, um, you know, like, in a tight game where they're up against some of the better teams, he's got that 80-minute game in him where he's going to pump out a, you know, a 75 or something. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's, uh, yeah, I, I think it's probably one of those ones where every time he plays, you'll be wishing you had him because he's, fun to watch and score as well. Uh, mm. You know, it's not like one of those things where you're buying Pangai and then just like stressing for the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it shortens it's your life. Like, though. Yeah, fine. you're there and you're like, yeah, all right, he's in that tackle. Yep, he's in that tackle. Yep, he's in that tackle. Mate, does this guy get tired or not? So, <laughs> no, he's, he's good good value. So, yeah, no, definitely a big fan. Obviously, it seems like we're going to lose regular Rob for the balance of this episode. He's obviously having some trouble. Unless he has just popped back in, though, now. So we'll just see. We'll just test it. Rob, are, are you there, mate? Did you want to add something? No, he doesn't want to. Oh, yeah, no, I really, I really like Ruben Cotter. Yeah, boys. Cheer yeah, the boys. Cheer, bro. Cheer, cheer the Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, Rob, can you – Maisie's in. She's on. Oh, funny. Good stuff. Poor Rob. Oh, he's not here to defend himself. Oh, maybe he is. Oh, hang on. He's got Hello. some audio spikes. Oh, hey! <laughs> are you still recording or are you off? Yeah, we're still on. Yeah, we're yeah. still going. We're, we're just wrapping up Ruben Cutter. Yeah. I was just uh, I was just slagging off Kachewski and then – all of a sudden, I was off. Yeah. No, <laughs> I think Gachevsky booted me. Uh, you, we, we were saying we think it was the Illuminati that might have pulled you because you're about to start speaking positively about Gachevsky. Yeah, and, no, that's fair. Yeah, that, they don't want the people to know the truth. So you got yanked. Um, but, yeah, no, we we actually uh, – Ryan did a pretty good job of adding uh, some comments from you in his own special way, which you'll have to uh, hear about when you re, re go back and listen to the podcast. <laughs> But um, mate, did you want to tell us? I know you love Ruben Cotter. Why don't you tell us about Ruben Cotter before you before we sign off? I don't know what has been said already, but I mean, I owned him last year. Better, mate. Yeah, Um, I owned him last year just mostly from I don't know. Maybe it was just one game, or maybe it was the Origin game. I'm not sure exactly when I got him, but he got hurt like in the warm up before, and my trade had already locked. So I, I owned him for like, oh. and, and then I held him for like the longest time because I was like, oh, you know, he's going to actually be good value to buy in at when he comes back. And then when he came back, he played less minutes and it was a nightmare. But uh, I can't say enough good things about Cotter. I kept him all that time on the hope that he'd be, you know, the awesome player that he'll probably be in 2023. So, yeah, listen to what Mike and Ryan said. I'm sure it was nothing but, um, you know, superlatives of what a great player he is. 
It was actually uh, fairly anti-Cotter, if we're being honest. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, no, we, I, I, th- I think we're just trying to maybe, you know, give the alternate side to that. Um, he's obviously a great player, 15.5%. Uh, feels high, uh, particularly given that we got Cleary in the 30s, Brandon Smith's at 45%. Cameron Murray's even 16 Obviously, there's a lot of a lot of money being spent on some high end assets. So uh, it's interesting that people have managed to squeeze all these players in, and whether Cotter ends up being a value or not. Obviously, the big point is the the first twelve rounds of uninterrupted elite level scoring is probably the the big check in his in his box, uh, similar to Cam Murray. So, guys, uh, I reckon that'll probably do us. Any closing thoughts around the Cowboys? Uh, Rob, did you are you sure you don't want to spend 10 minutes talking about Jack Kachewski? Are you happy with how I handled that? I'll defer to you, mate. I'll have a listen in my own time. Yeah. Lovely. <laughs> All right. Well, in that case, thank you very much for joining us. Listen to us talk about the mighty, mostly fantasy irrelevant North Queensland Cowboys. And we'll uh, talk to you next time where we're going to go through my – oh, man, look at the next two teams we've got to talk about. Two, uh, my two least favorite teams in a row. Parramatta and Penrith. What are we doing? Excellent. Great I'm going to need more scotch. I'm going to need more scotch for this, boys. Thank you very much for joining us. We'll talk to you next time. Love you guys.